0: Episode thirty-seven with NFL Networks, Mike Garofolo. Mike and I go back when we were in, when I was in the uh, sports business, and uh, he's really climbed the ranks quickly, just like my previous guest, Mike Reese. Uh, Mike is actually now at NFL Network, so he's bounced around from uh, local, regional news in New Jersey, New York. Um, to USA Today, and now he finds himself at NFL Network covering the entire NFL, not just a specific team, although he does say that he covered uh, the Philadelphia Eagles for a vast majority of the last season, which ended up working out really well considering they won it all. So, um, Had a nice 25-minute uh, conversation with Mike, really don't get into anything in terms of his path and those kind of things. We focus more on just off-season football news and some of his past experiences covering various players and teams, etc. So, uh, enjoyed uh, enjoyed this this conversation with Mike. Really happy that he came on. It was great to reconnect. And uh, if you like football, and if you like the NFL, then sit back, relax, and welcome the one and only Mike Girafolo.
1: The optimal life.
0: First off, before we go, just thank you for coming on and uh, giving me some time, man. Giving me some of your time, I really appreciate it. You got it, brother. Anything for you. Yeah. So tell me, man, what's going on? How how is uh? I haven't I haven't spoken with you and a bunch of the other guys in a while. And what I've been doing, I was fortunate enough to have uh, Mike Reese on the prior podcast, and I've got you, and then I've got uh, I'm working on Rappaport, man. It's like my it's like my lucky day here. You had Rappaport on. Uh, we're working on it right now. We're working on getting him on. He said he said he, he wants to come on. I'm working it through uh, Andrew over there at NFL Network. He's big timing you. Yeah, I know. Isn't that something? I got to go through it's the. Ass- I got to go through the assistant. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's good stuff, man. So tell me, man. I I haven't seen you guys. And I, I mean, obviously, I see you on Facebook, and I try to keep up with you every once in a while, but. Uh, tell me about life since uh, since I got out of the industry, man. Things have changed from uh, going from New Jersey to uh, to NFL Network. How, how's everything going? Everything is. Uh, are, wait, hold on. Are we, are we rolling? Let me know where we're rolling. Yeah, we're rolling. We're rolling now. Oh okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Start again. Sorry about that. When uh, and I'm just saying, since since uh, since Jersey, I mean, things have changed over the last I don't know five seven years for you. So. Tell me what's going on, man. How is things at the NFL Network? And uh, when did you? When did you? Let's go back to when you started there. When did you first start there? Uh, I, you know,
1: I I uh, was was probably the last time we really connected. I was probably at USA Today at the time, uh, Mm -hmm. and I'd made that jump. I I was very fortunate to have covered two Super Bowl teams with the Giants and. you know, you don't root for the team that you cover. Uh, you certainly don't, but when they do well, uh, it, it sets you up. It puts you on a good platform. It, it allows you to uh, be the guy that a lot of people look to for pertinent information on a team that's doing well. And yeah. so I, I covered that 07 team and 2011 team, and I was fortunate uh, to use that as kind of a, a jumping-off point to, to head to USA Today. Uh, to spend some time there. Then I went to Fox after that. Uh, and uh, I was, I've been at NFL Network now for two years. It's going great. I mean, I, I, it's afforded me the opportunity to do a bunch of different things, which I've always wanted to do. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I do some field reporting. I do some uh, reporting at home. Uh, I do some stuff in the studio. It's all, it's all uh, different aspects of what I like to do, and I, I, I love that part of it.
0: That's really neat, cause when you and I connected, uh, it was I think you were at the what was it? The Star Ledger? Is that what it was called? Yes, the New York Star Ledger, baby. Yeah, the Star Ledger, and you did that piece on us, uh, Andy and myself, with Devin McCourty. I'll ne- <laughs> I'll never forget, man. I don't you probably don't remember, but you 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 use this line saying something like, and they got a phone call, and it was the jewel. Or something like that, dude. One of those classic Garofolo. Co- it was. It was awesome. It was. I was looking for it the other day online. I couldn't find it. You remember that article? Uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff yeah. is is is, uh, is dead. And
1: I believe uh, the gist of that story was that he had spurned some of the bigger agencies for uh, some of these young guys who are getting going now.
0: And, That's right. Uh, certainly That's right. can't refer to. Uh, Andy and the crew over there, players rep is is one of the small agencies anymore. Right. Uh, with some of the deals that, that, that they've been able to do and, and some of the success that they have had, I'm 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 really happy for those guys. And uh, yeah, uh, they are
1: great dudes in the business.
0: Yeah, they are. I got to tell you, man. I don't even know if you knew this. There's no players rep is no longer. He sold. Oh, okay. he sold He's to. A, money, right? yep, there you go. Yeah, yeah. My man, Lil Wayne. He exactly. and I go way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I, I'm, I'm happy to see what Andy's been able to do with it. It's uh, it's very exciting. And now he's got the backing of Little Wayne and this whole conglomerate over there at the entertainment side. And it seems like it's already paying off. I saw that they had that Darius, I don't know how you say his name, Guise? Darius Geis. Geis. The running back. Yeah. Yeah. So guys was said, a uh, second yeah. round pick and you know he's doing some nice things man it's he, he they will undoubtedly be successful. I had him on the podcast a couple months back. He came over and I said, "Hey man, it's time for that first pick. You've been doing this thing long enough now and you've got young money behind you. I I want to mm-hmm. see I want to see you representing that first pick in the draft in the next few years." So oh, we'll see what happens. Overall, man. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Well, well, listen, Wayne's got those Louisiana connections and there's always guys coming out of LSU or
0: from Louisiana. I mean, you know, exactly. the
1: door is open there and and Andy's got to come in and close that deal and make it
0: happen. Exactly, brother. Exactly. So, um so are you? so you're now just you're covering you're covering the entire NFL or are you still focusing on the Giants at the NFL Network? No, no, I'm doing everything. Matter of fact, doing I don't do a whole lot of Giants these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimberly Jones is in the
1: area, and, you know, she does a lot of Giants. She's got great relationships over there. Uh, does a lot of Jets as well. I dabble in the Jets as well. But, uh, you know, I I, I, I spent so much time. I listen, I spent a ton of time with the Eagles last year, in part because uh, my wife and I were having our first baby that was born in uh, October. And so I w- it was a combination of one be uh, as, as close to home, as home while that was going on as possible, and I'm, I'm living in North Jersey, uh, so that's a short drive for me, and they just kept winning, and you know, it's like yeah. every week, the Eagles were playing a big game, and the network needed somebody there, uh, and wow. I was like, well, I'll do it, next thing I know, it's, <laughs> it's January, and I've been covering the heck out of the Eagles, which was great, because
0: I had plenty of material to lean on uh, when we got into the postseason. Yeah, man, that had to be a wild ride for you then. Completely unexpected. You're probably like, "Oh, okay, they'll I'll, I'll cover like a 500 team this year." You know, they'll they'll be like seven and nine or eight and eight or something like that. And and, and look what yeah, look what happened. Were, I I thought they were on the cusp of a playoff team. I felt Did like you?
1: it could go either way. You know, I yeah. could see them being right around eight and eight. And if they get a couple of breaks, now we're talking about nine and seven, ten and six. Uh, did not imagine that they were going to do what they did, uh, and certainly not when Nick Foles went down, um, right, right. especially after the performance against the Raiders on Christmas night. I thought that was, I thought that was curtains for that team. Uh, but it's a real testament to Nick uh, that he continued to believe in himself and said, you know, hey, look, the Giants game uh, that I played was was the real me. We came right out of the shoot the there. And everything else is an aberration. And that even though he didn't play well against the Falcons, he made enough plays to win that game. And still believe, uh, you know, look, next week I got to go against a much better defense in in uh, Minnesota and a team that's going to put points on the board. We've got to score. Uh, and and came out swinging it.
0: When did Wentz go down? I don't remember.
1: Wentz went out in the Rams game, which was weak. I want to say 13 maybe, Uh, and and that was a huge game for them, and they were able to win that game. And I was there at the facility the next day, and, 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 you know, looking back, there was disappointment, uh, but there was still a feeling that, you know, hey, look, we're in position, and we can do something special here. Uh, I I don't know that they sat there and said, well, Nick Foles is going to do what he did in the Super Bowl, Um, but they truly believed they could play well enough defensively and running the ball that they could do uh, some stuff in the postseason. And, and yeah. so I give him credit for that, because that's, that's a hard thing for a team to do at that point in the
0: season. So how does the whole thing work behind the scenes? Now that you're at the the big NFL network, I mean, who's, who's how does it, how do they, you know, hand out assignments, and who's making those calls? How does that whole thing work? For well, reporters we've a team of guys at, at the network that uh, they work together on, uh,
1: you know, logistics and, and You know, look, if a a reporter's stationed around a certain team, we've got a reporter in Dallas, and she covers the heck out of the Cowboys. She does a great job, so she does a ton of that. And um, You know, they try to stay somewhat true to your geographical area, but the challenge for me is, you know, on, on Saturday and Sunday, if I'm in studio, I'm not just covering one game. I need to talk about a little bit of everything. Right. So I've got to be able to get around as much as possible um, and, and get to those teams. That's why training camp is so valuable. That's why this time of year for mini camp is so valuable. I was in Jacksonville yesterday. Got a chance to see those guys. I expect a whole lot out of that team. Um, so, I, you know, it's, 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 it's a nice little balancing act of, you know, wanting to – Get around as much as possible, but also wanting to have a, a personal life as well, and not devoting
0: yourself to life on the road. Right. How, how did uh, that, that, forget the receiver's name, he was a rookie last year in Jacksonville. He was one of Andy's guys. How did he look? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, he's a second his year. He was a
1: rookie in Jacksonville?
0: Keelan Cole? No, he was a rookie last year. Um, damn, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. He's one of the top receivers. Uh...
1: Keely Cole was their receiver last year that really broke out. I don't know if he's uh, if he's Andy's guy.
0: Uh, no, it was something they, uh, got. It was somebody else. I'll, I'll pull it up here in a second because I, I was curious. He was actually coming on pretty strong in the playoffs last year. Keely Cole
1: was a uh, uh, was a CAA guy. I just looked that looked that up there.
0: Yeah, it was another kid that came in. Uh, Andy signed him. It was one of the first uh, clients that they had. Here we go. Oh, D.D. Westbrook. That's who it was. They're 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 uh,
1: they're high on Didi. Um, and they, they think that, you know, he's gonna get a chance this year to really break out.
0: Yeah. That's nice. So what uh let's talk about some of the um you know, I had Mike Reese on my last podcast and I talked to him a lot about his professional journey, so I don't wanna We'll we'll stay away from that theme uh, on this one, just to change it up a little bit, and, and just talk some off season football with you, man. It'd be it'd be nice to hear what kind of stories. That you, what are some of the big stories that you've been that you've been covering this off season? Um,
1: well, I think I think that, you know what's happening up in New England is a big uh, a big storyline up there for sure. Um, I, I, you've seen a little bit of of Belichick the last couple of days and weeks of, of the spring, starting to bend a little bit for these guys. He's going to a little fun day at uh, Fenway Park for these guys, at a, a team-building outing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he cuts them loose for minicamp a couple of days ago. So I think he, he, he understands uh, the perception of um, you know him and, and, and things out there right now. And I think you're going to see him uh, bend a little bit and there'll be some conversations. It's going to be interesting uh, because yeah. it's clear that some of those guys are fed up and, and felt like Malcolm Butler should have played
0: uh, in that uh, in that game against yeah. the Eagles. Yeah. What else? I see that you uh, tweeted some stuff about uh, Julio Jones. What was that whole thing about?
1: Well, Julio Jones decided that now is time that he's going to take a stance on his contract. Um, with three years remaining on the deal, which is a tough Tough, tough deal uh, for any player to make that
0: pitch to a team. Don't you I mean, wish you, you can do that, Mike? Don't you rest. wish you don't you wish you can do the same thing? <laughs> Isn't that funny how these guys do they that? Can do the same thing, yeah, a lot of right? People. Yeah. Uh, look,
1: I mean, here's here's the problem. Um, um, uh, you know, some of these contracts is you make that push, and at the time you're the highest paid wide receiver, and you're getting twenty two million dollars in year one and an average of fourteen and a half over the t- uh, entire deal. But then these players look up and they say, well, wait a minute, I'm only making $11.5 million over my next three years. The top of the receiver market is $17 million. Right. They forget a lot of times what they've already pocketed. The teams don't. The teams <laughs> say, hey, when well, we did this deal. We weren't looking to pay you an average of, and I forget what the average was over the first three years of the deal, but they they were looking at the average over the entire length of the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you redo it now, all of a sudden it's a different story. You, you gave them all the big money in the deal. I mean, this goes back to, you know, I was covering the Giants. Michael Strahan wanted his deal done in 2007 with two years left on it. And the Giants said, no, no, no. You push hard for a uh, massively front-loaded contract. It's our turn to reap the benefits. And, and right. so that's that's a uh, that's a tough deal sometimes. Uh, for, for players to make that pitch. But when you're Julio Jones, I guess you've got a shot. I just didn't like how uh, Julio um, came out and, and, and basically claimed that my colleague Ian Rappaport was off in his reporting by saying that he wanted a new deal, and now you've got this issue with Julio holding out of camp because he wants a new deal.
0: So what was that? Ian kind of reported on that, and and he said, oh, the media just needs something to, to make us think about? During the offseason? And, and, yeah, ends up be, and then it ended up being right. a story this time of year. Yeah. Uh, I love the Falcons. I'm going to be a Falcon forever. Which, I mean,
1: it, I, I don't doubt... I don't think he's going to wind up anywhere else. I mean, he's still a fantastic player. It's just a question of how are they going to solve this contract impasse. Uh, but to say that Ian was wrong... Uh, and, and, and look, I, I, I've seen this before. A player comes out and he says, no, what that guy reported via anonymous sources is wrong here I am on the record telling you what's right and then when it turns out that Ian was right and the 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 player was just covering and gets exposed nobody goes back and says oh okay well let's not forget that that the reports were right No, those people were so quick to say you know Julio called it fake news. Okay, but it wasn't, you know. So I just want and Ian's not the guy to kind of squat out there and say, "Hey, I told you all." Some people in the business are. So yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I took it upon myself to say, "Hey, I'm defending my teammate
0: in this case." No, that's good. Good for you. It's amazing to see how you guys have how far you guys are have come on the national scene for, in just a sh- few short years. When I got out of the business in 2011, it was more local and regional, and now you guys are you guys are killing it, man. It's really cool to see this. I appreciate it, man. And, uh, yeah. Ian got a head start. He's
1: been at NFL Network for a couple more years, and, and the connections he was able to make uh, working for the network that a lot of people in our business are watching uh, certainly uh, was in my head when it came time to decide, uh, do I want to join the network? And I said, you know what? I, I like the way that it has helped Ian in his career. Well, so yeah, like, yeah. I,
0: I, I, I was looking at him going, how the hell does he have $1.6 million and Mike's got 160000 I mean, come on we got to catch up to him here, buddy. <laughs>
1: he's a grinder, man.
0: Listen, he's a grinder.
1: I, you know, I, I try to do a different deal. You know, we overlap sometimes. Everybody wants to break the news. Everybody wants to put everything out there. Yeah. Uh, Ian's, Ian's all about it, and, and, and you know, he keeps churning. Yeah. Uh, we're, our styles are a little different, and if that doesn't convert to Twitter followers, that's not the be-all and end-all for sure.
0: Absolutely. Uh, what are you doing with this? Uh, you're you're also a correspondent on that uh, sports talk show, correct?
1: Yeah, we we, we launched a Good Morning Football Weekend last
0: year. Ah, okay. Uh, which is an extension of uh, the um, extension of the, the the Monday to Friday show that's been so successful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's you know it's it's a good deal. We're hoping to expand upon it this year and, uh, and rock and roll what's your take on this whole uh, standing for the anthem thing I'm sure you're tired of talking about it but I've been out of the sports scene for a while so I'm coming back into it slowly what's your take on this whole anthem thing um, I
1: mean it's you know I, I, I thought it was dying at the end of last year and I, there were only a couple of guys who were actually demonstrating um, and so for, for the owners to go back now and and uh, and, uh, you know, institute this policy that's going to irk some players and say, well, you can't tell me what to do. And uh, it's kind of like when when Trump came out and talked about it last year. A lot of these guys felt like, well, if you're now calling me an SOB and and trying to get me to do it, no, I'm going to do the opposite. Uh, So I I feel like it kind of reignited it. We've got some time between now and the start of the season, Mm -hmm. um, that's for sure. Um, so, you know, a lot of times guys feel this way and I, I still think come week one it'll be a thing. Yeah. Um yeah. And, and I think some guys will be upset with teams that say, you know, no, we're gonna everybody's gonna stay in the locker room. Because now the home team gets to decide. So the office kinda we all just kinda put it on the teams now, uh, to make the decisions here. So, um right. you know, I, I, I hate I, I hate that we're gonna open another NFL season and that's gonna be the storyline week one. Uh, when we really should be talking about football. But I'm also not this person that says that that stuff's got to be separated. I mean, this is the platform that these guys have provided themselves uh, by really, truly working hard at their craft. And I believe that they have the chance, uh, if they have the chance to express themselves, that, that, that they should.
0: Um, who do you like to win at all uh, this coming season?
1: <laughs> I won't even know in, in December. And yet, you're going to ask me in June. Uh, I just I just left Jacksonville. Uh, that is a team that is loaded. Um, as a team that has a lot of uh, leaders on that in that locker room. Um, you know, I I truly believe that uh, uh, they are one of the most talented teams in the league, and they got
0: a little taste of the success, and they were on the doorstep of the Super Bowl. So yeah, they were surprisingly. I'll, I'll give them a I'll give them a puncher's chance of coming out of the AFC this year. I'm uh, making a run at it. Not the and, Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm shocked. Not not my Cleveland. That. Not my hometown Browns. I'm am shocked. <laughs> Browns are gonna be better. Browns are gonna be happy. <laughs> they'll better. be better. You can guarantee uh, that, no right? You can guarantee that. Better than 0 16. I can guarantee they'll be better this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah. listen, I you
1: know if 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 they go seven and nine, or I mean six and ten, I think it's a little easier. But if they go seven and nine. You know, I, I, I think that uh, that's a that's a tough spot for the Braves. Do did they did want to keep Hugh Jackson or not? Um, uh, that's that's going to be an interesting decision, I think, if you get to that number. Six and ten, I think they move on from him because he's not John Dorsey's guy. Um, so,
0: I you know, I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to watch that situation unfold. How's fatherhood, man?
1: Uh, fatherhood's great, man. She's growing every day and she's learning every day. It's... Uh, it's amazing to see that that develop. Isn't that um, crazy? And, and to see, you know, it's, it's tiring, that's for sure. Everybody tells you that, but you don't know until you experience it. Uh, but to see this little girl, I mean, I came home from my trip to Jacksonville. Couldn't wait to see her. And that's a, that's a not that I couldn't wait to see my wife when I got home. but ah, yeah, you better, <laughs> you better
0: different, throw that it's in a there. a different experience and a good, good new feeling. You know, I, that was the first time in this 20-minute conversation that you actually just calmed down when I asked you that question. When you talk football, dude, you are fucking. You are all revved up. And I asked you about your daughter, and you just got nice and chill. You got nice and relaxed. You see how that works?
1: That's good. I could I could use a little bit
0: of that in my life. Uh. So what? Yeah. Exactly. So so. Uh, looking forward to the season. Will you be? Will you be back with the Eagles a lot, or are you going to just be all over the place again? I hope to be all over the place. Yeah. I hope to be all over the
1: place and, and, and get to see as many teams as possible. Um that is, that is certainly for
0: sure. And get around
1: and, and cover this league from A to Z as much as I possibly can.
0: Well, you're doing an awesome job, man. Before I let you go, just give me a, a couple quick hitters. Tell me, give me like one or two of your favorite players that you've ever covered, just personality-wise. Oh,
1: um, I guess from my time with the Giants, uh, you know, Justin Tuck and I probably had a good relationship. Mm-hmm. I, always, I always enjoyed the, the most difficult personalities um, if you got a chance to be around them enough like you know Plaxico was a guy that not a lot of people uh, registered with right. he and I had a great relationship um, the um, uh, O.C. Uminoro you know he didn't at times, loved to talk to the media, and and we used to spend some time together. So I always, I always loved those guys because I thought that they were more interesting. And in the end, they wound up having more to say.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, how was because, uh, how was you know, Tiki Barber? not to crack. How was Tiki? He seemed like a class act. Uh, are you sure about that? Not on the way out the door. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't I always... know it like you do, but he uh, he always seemed like a he always seemed like a good guy in terms of his public persona. I don't know. He seemed like a. A soft spoken, well liked guy, but you could probably you know better than I do, so I mean listen, I, I
1: think he's a good dude. I don't I don't have any but I, I just you know, he he knew he knew when the cameras were
0: rolling, he knew uh,
1: how I mean he was he was very
0: good at that stuff. And yeah. and
1: that's why but I think that once it, it translated to a media career, I think a lot of people saw uh, some of that stuff and and, and and uh saw him in a different light and you know, it's a
0: shame because he had a really good Giants career, and, and some of those fences are being mended. Um, right. Right. But uh, you know, it's it, it was it was a tough exit for him, that's for sure. Hey, last but not least, you hearing anything this off season? What are you, what are you hearing about OBJ and how things are going over there? Anything? Uh, you know, they got they got some time to, to get
1: together. They're they're still worlds apart, and he wants a lot of money. Um, he wants. Uh, A lot of guarantees, I know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and the Giants are sitting there. I would love to see, if I'm the union, I think think one of the things that I would make a push for is to abolish the franchise tag. Um, Because I really do think that it limits... I mean, look, Andrew Norwell hit the free agent market um, and made $13.3 million per year. Zach Martin... You know, got a higher number, but it was only a tick higher, $14 million per are you, are you telling me that Zach Martin is only 700000 per year better than Andrew Norwell? I mean, Norwell's a really good player. Zach Martin is a fantastic player at the same position. Right. So I, the threat of the franchise tag over Beckham is just like any other team squatting on a, a, a star player. You're not going anywhere. And you're going to get a little bit more than the franchise tag, or you're going to wait and you're going to play on the tag, or you're going to hold out. I, I just, you know, I, I, for Beckham to think that he's going to get a contract that's going to blow the lid off of the wide receiver market, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. The
0: Giants know where the numbers are. Yeah. And until he changes that, these sides are not going to come together. Hey, man, like I said, uh, it's, it's really cool to see you guys doing your thing, um, and I'll continue watching. Uh, now that my kids are getting a little older, I, like I said to Mike Reese earlier, I can start enjoying this stuff again and getting back into it. So uh, it's, it's good to reconnect with you, man. I really appreciate it. Awesome, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Nate. See you, buddy. Take care.
1: The Optimal Life.
0: And thank you for listening to a, another episode of The Optimal Life. Really appreciate the support, and uh, if you guys enjoy what you're listening to and enjoy what you're hearing, as always, please click subscribe and give us the five star rating so we can continue to elevate the podcast within Apple Podcasts and everywhere else that the podcast is played and provided. And uh, leave us a comment, leave us feedback. You could uh, we're always open to feedback, whether it's positive or negative. So uh, you know we want to do whatever we can to improve the show. And if there's something that we're missing, then let us know. You could reach me also on Instagram at Nathan Haber. And uh, again, I know that you have a lot of listening options these days. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of people sharing different things. So if you are listening to this podcast and if you're a loyal listener to this podcast, from the bottom of my heart, I want to just say thank you. Uh, very grateful for that. And uh, we're going to continue providing you guys with the best content possible so that we can continue to live an optimal life and be our optimal and best selves. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks.